48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. The headlines, President Trump's tariff increase on Chinese goods comes into effect, but trade talks continue. The government says it will continue to explain to Taipei the need to change Hong Kong's extradition law. And American pharmaceutical giant Merck expresses concern over reports of unregistered HPV vaccines available here. President Donald Trump has increased tariffs on $200 billion of Chinese imports, heightening tensions with Beijing. Samantha Butler reports. Just after midday Hong Kong time, the Trump administration raised the import taxes on those goods from 10 to 25 percent. China has threatened to retaliate. The tariff increase took effect even after negotiators for the two sides agreed to resume talks in Washington. The higher import taxes won't hit goods that left Chinese ports ahead of the deadline. Only when those shipments complete the three to four week voyage across the Pacific to the U.S. will they face the 25 percent tariff. The government has reiterated the lack of the legal mechanism makes it impossible to extradite a murder suspect to Taiwan, saying Taipei also wants to see justice being served. The comment comes after Taipei yesterday said it wouldn't accept the suspect. If proposed changes to Hong Kong's extradition laws would put its own residents at risk of being extradited to the mainland. So Ung reports. In a statement late last night, the government said it's always taken a pragmatic approach in dealing with Taiwan's request for the extradition of a Hong Kong man accused of killing his girlfriend on the island last year. In the absence of any extradition deal between the two sides, the government again stressed the need to amend laws. The government said Taipei also agreed that the suspect should be penalized. It said it would continue to explain to Taiwan on the need to amend laws and would work closely with the island to ensure justice could prevail. Civic Party lawmaker Jeremy Tam says he's not happy with the response from the LegCo Secretariat to claims that LegCo security guards were asked to declare their political stance. Kenneth Chen said yesterday that he'd never ask colleagues such questions. Mr Tam said Mr Chen should have first questioned senior staff about the allegations. He claimed that he did not make that uh, order. However, uh, the, um, the team leader of that particular security staff, he should be questioned. And I think after my press conference, there's a few hours you know, before Kenneth Chen came out and made the response. He got sufficient time to just ask one single question to that particular person, whether or not that was a form, and to ask all the security staff to indicate their political views. American pharmaceutical giant Merck has expressed concern of reports of unregistered HPV vaccines available in Hong Kong. In front-page advertisements in some local newspapers, Merck says it has nothing to do with the vaccines. It won't answer questions on their quality. It says it doesn't know where the products came from or how they were stored or their effect on a person's health. There have been reports of parallel imports of the cervical cancer vaccines. A woman who threw coins at judges has lost her high court appeal against her common assault conviction and 10-day suspended sentence. Lai Young threw three coins towards three judges from the public gallery during a high court hearing last year. In appealing, she'd argued that her sentence was too harsh and she shouldn't have been convicted because she didn't intend to hurt anyone. But public prosecutors said the lower court judge was lenient in handing down the sentence after considering the defendant had depression and no one was hurt. The White House says President Trump spoke with Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau to offer his support for Canadian citizens detained in China. 
Four Canadians have been detained, two of whom have been sentenced to death over drug smuggling charges. Yesterday, a mainland court adjourned a hearing on Canadian Robert Lloyd Schellenberg's appeal against his death sentence for drug smuggling. Last week, enough that Canadian was sentenced to death for drug trafficking in a separate case. The US federal court has indicted two members of what it called an extremely sophisticated hacking group operating from China. The theft of personal information of some 79 million customers of insurer Anthem was the biggest known healthcare hack in American history. The Justice Department said two men, 32-year-old Dennis Wang and another man listed as John Doe, first accessed Anthem's work in 2014. Anthem, the nation's second largest health insurer, agreed last October to pay the government's record 60 million US dollars to settle potential privacy violations. North Korea says it has successfully tested a long-range weapon, a claim that contradicts accounts from South Korea and the United States that Pyongyang had fired short-range missiles. North Korean state media said leader Kim Jong-un oversaw yesterday's weapons test, the second in less than a week. South Korea's president, Moon Jae-in, said Pyongyang appeared to be sure how unhappy it was over the breakdown of the summit between President Trump and Mr. Kim in February. President Trump spoke about the missile test. They were smaller missiles, uh, short-range missiles. Uh, nobody's happy about it, but we're taking a good look, and we'll see. We'll see. Uh, the relationship continues, uh, but we'll see what happens. I know they want to negotiate. They're talking about negotiating, but I don't think they're ready to negotiate. The United States says it seized a North Korean freighter that was caught shipping coal and heavy machinery in violation of international sanctions. It's BBC's Nata Torfik. This is the first ever seizure of a North Korean vessel by U.S. authorities for violating international sanctions. According to officials, the 17,000-ton ship known as Wise Honest attempted to conceal its affiliation with North Korea to export tons of high-grade coal to foreign buyers and to import heavy machinery. Payments for the maintenance of Wise Honest were allegedly made in U.S. dollars through unsuspecting U.S. banks. The ship was first confiscated by foreign maritime authorities in Indonesia in April, carrying $3 million worth of coal, but is now in U.S. custody. President Trump says he'll nominate Patrick Shanahan to be his second Secretary of Defense. Mr. Shanahan, a former Boeing executive, has been acting secretary since January following the resignation of General Jim Mattis over policy differences. Californian police and U.S. federal agents have seized a huge cache of handguns and rifles at a mansion in an upmarket neighborhood of Los Angeles. Officials said gun-making equipment was impounded alongside more than a 1,000 weapons. One police officer remarked it was the largest haul he'd seen during three decades in the force. The Iraqi army is reported to be giving out weapons to residents in some 50 remote villages in the northern province of Nineveh. Local commander is quoted in the Iraqi media saying the villagers are being armed to defend themselves against terrorist attacks. BBC Sebastian Usher reports. It's not as if there's a shortage of weapons in Iraq. There are many armed tribal militias who've battled on various sides throughout the many conflicts over the past 15 years. But the idea of further arming people in remote areas is a sign of heightened concern over the threat that IS still poses, despite losing all its territorial gains in Iraq. The group emerged from insurgency and has now returned to it. Even if there were sufficient official security forces to defend them, villages in difficult-to-reach areas are susceptible to attack at any time of day or night. And those attacks, brutal and terrorising, show no sign of abating, not just in Nineveh province, but across several regions of Iraq. 
An investigation by the French newspaper Le Monde has alleged that the U.S. beverages giant Coca-Cola paid large sums to downplay downplay research about the harmful effects of sugar on health. In a leading article, Le Monde said Coca-Cola spent about nine million U.S. dollars to try to influence health professionals, experts, and sports organizations in the form of sponsorship rather than genuine scientific research. A German woman who passed herself off as a wealthy heiress to steal several hundred thousand dollars from hotels, restaurants and banks has been sentenced to between four and twelve years in prison in New York. Russian-born Anna Sorokin conned her way into the city's high society as a fashionable socialite who claimed to have a multi-million dollar trust fund. In fact, her lavish lifestyle was paid for by a string of unpaid loans and bills. She faces deportation once she's released. The American multi-billionaire Jeff Bezos has unveiled a model of a lunar landing craft that he says could be used to take scientific equipment and eventually people to the moon. The founder of Amazon said his private space company, Blue Origin, could help NASA deliver the Trump administration's goal of sending humans to the moon's south pole by 2024. Vice President Pence just recently said it's the stated policy of this administration and the United States of America to return American astronauts to the moon within the next five years. I love this. It's the right thing to do. And we can help meet that timeline, but only because we started three years ago. It's time to go back to the moon, this time to stay. The Court of Appeal has refused to handle a challenge by the Link Real Estate Investment Trust against an earlier ruling, which allows PCCW to lay and fix cables within the public areas of the Link's shopping malls. The court earlier ruled that PCCW's telephone companies were entitled to enter the public area of private premises so as to guarantee customers' rights to choose a network provider. The court rejected the Link's application to appeal, saying there was no prospect of success. Shares in Uber will begin trading on the New York Stock Exchange today, priced at 45 US dollars. That's at the low end of expectations, but still values the digital taxi app at more than $80 billion. Here's the BBC's Michelle Fleury. This will be the biggest stock market debut in America for five years. It will raise at least $8 billion for Uber. But it's not clear what reception the world's largest ride-hailing company can expect when its shares begin trading on the New York Stock Exchange. Uber priced its shares at the low end of its expected $44 to $50 range, a sign of investor caution. Its closest rival, Lyft, which made its stock market debut in March, has seen shares plummet by a third. Facebook has swiftly rejected a call from one of its co-founders that it be broken up. Writing in the New York Times, Chris Hughes, who left Facebook 12 years ago, said its market domination had erased competition and the US authorities should reverse its acquisitions of Instagram and WhatsApp. He said he was angry that the Facebook chief, Mark Zuckerberg, his own former college roommate, had sacrificed security and civility for clicks, as he put it. Short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 28,405. That's 105 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at 67 billion dollars. US dollar is trading at 109.71 yen. The euro stands at one US dollar and 12 cents, and the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 21 cents. Sport now, and here's Adam Chung.
An all-London Europa League final is confirmed after wins for Chelsea and Arsenal. Chelsea needed penalties to win their semi-final tie against Eintracht Frankfurt. Eden Azar made the decisive spot kick and it ended 4-3 on penalties at Stamford Bridge. The aggregate was 2-2 after the second leg ended 1-0 through 120 minutes. The England and Chelsea women's winger Karen Carney was at the game. You have to feel sorry for Eintracht Frankfurt. They gave everything and really pushed Chelsea. And the way that Chelsea have just celebrated, they know that they were in a game tonight. They know it was difficult for them to go all the way to extra time and to penalties and to be on the sudden death penalty as well. You have to give Frankfurt credit, but Chelsea got to be over the moon now in that final. Absolutely buzzing. In Spain, Arsenal beat Valencia 4-2 on the night, 7-3 on aggregate, thanks to a hat-trick from Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Arsenal and Chelsea will meet in Baku on the 29th of May. Here at home, over a hundred race boats will grace the Eastern Harbour this weekend for the Royal Hong Kong Yacht Club's Spring Regatta. The season finale features three races. The first race starts tomorrow, with two more set for Sunday. The waterfronts of North Point, Hong Hum and Kowloon Bay are good spots to catch the spectacle. John Wu is Commodore of the Royal Hong Kong Yacht Club. Well, uh, in particular this year, there's a boat called Finnish, you know, just newly arrived to Hong Kong. It's, it's a big boat, it's a TP-52, one of the uh, hottest racing boats in the world circuit. And I would like to mention, you know, a lot of the crews, you know, uh, is from the Hong Kong team uh, racing with uh, Hong Kong State Federations, you know, uh, in some of the Asia game. There's people like Danny Chair and Kelvin Chung, and I'll be on board on that boat too racing. One of the top players at this year's Ice Hockey 5 says the speed of the games has made the annual Hong Kong tournament highly competitive. The 12th edition of the event, taking place at Mega Ice in Kowloon Bay, features 80 teams from around the world. Ryo Miyazaki is a former Japan national team forward who currently plays in the French Professional League. His team, Empire Skate, are well placed to reach the finals tomorrow. It has to be really quick and speedy, and if we miss like a really big opportunity, it's like a really big deal. Each shift is really, really important for each moment. And in the NBA, the Philadelphia 76ers stepped up at home to force a Game 7 in their second-round series against the Toronto Raptors. Jimmy Butler led Philly with 25 points in a 112-101 win. Game 7 will be played in Toronto Sunday morning Hong Kong time. And that's your look at sports. To end the news, the top stories once again. President Trump's tariff increase on Chinese goods come into effect, but trade talks continue. The government says it will continue to explain to Taipei the need to change Hong Kong's extradition law. And American pharmaceutical giant Merck expresses concern over reports of unregistered HPV vaccines available here. The news from RTHK. Yeah.
chance of misinterpretation. So let your hips do the talking. 